Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today we're talking about going beyond form. So I learned this from reading Robert Greene in The 48 Laws of Power, that our first instinct as humans is to always trust appearances, which is can become a very useful tool when you're trying to gain power. Um, so that's why he talks about it in that. And then I kind of just wanted to go with this idea. Uh, we believe what we see. We take things at face value. And I'm going to run through some examples and some personal ways that I've become aware in this in my life. And hopefully just some useful things to become aware of that we can work to walk in awareness of within ourselves and with other people to help us have a greater understanding in life, as well as just evoking our hearts and looking beyond form, going beyond form and focusing not on what is seen, but what is unseen. So appearances can be very deceiving. We think they reveal, but rather appearances conceal. Like I said, appearances, we trust first appearances, so we think they reveal everything about that person. However, they're very deceiving. Appearances actually conceal. They hide what's underneath, what's going on within. Our focus then becomes on what is seen, when rather we should work to focus on what is unseen. So a couple months ago, I was in Fort Dodge, a small, or a town, small city near my hometown, about 20 minutes south, and I was with some friends. And I'd asked them if they wanted to join me for a run that day. And so we decided to go hit this trail in uh, downtown Fort Dodge. And eventually we ran out of trail to run on. So we went on the pavement. We were just running down through some neighborhoods. And we found ourselves in not the nicest of areas. The homes looked run down. They were malnourished. And I had this feeling looking at the appearance of these houses, you know, I was just like, how lucky I am. I felt so fortunate for all that I had. And I just had began to assume that because those houses look like that, that their lives, the pe- the lives of the people within, those lives were hell. You know, they had it horribly. Their lives must suck if that's what their house looks like. There must not be any food in there. They, in these homes... Worst of all, there must be no love in these homes. That was my initial reaction, but I began to think more about it as we were running. And we even ran by some people who were outside one of these homes, and they were very nice. They greeted us as we ran by. And it started to come to me that the way I was seeing it wasn't true. Just because these homes were run down appeared not the nicest on the outside. That wasn't a reflection of what necessarily was going on on the inside within. These homes could be more filled with love than I could ever even imagine. The people in there could have amazing lives. And we get caught up in judging based off worldly standards. And you know, in America, it's like, I'm very fortunate. I am affluent. I've never had a struggle in my life. And you cannot blame us really, though, because it's like, I've had this my whole life. I've had a nice home. I've had nice things, nice car all these things, but I've never had a life without that. So this is all I know. And so I constantly also judge based off worldly standards, worldly possessions. We judge based off possessions, looks, clothes. We focus on what is seen, and that's where we stop. We meet everything at face value. This 
all had me thinking more deeply as well, you know, and then you go to the nicest neighborhood, maybe in the nicest neighborhood where you live. The houses are beautiful. They drive nice cars, wear nice clothes. By the standards of the world, they should be happy. They haven't made. We look into these homes with jealousy because we think that's what a good life looks like. We take the assumption that because they have nice things externally, that life internally is good, full of love, full of happiness. And when we look at those beat-down homes, we feel this pity because we think, man, what a horrible existence. In both cases, we don't know what's going on on the inside. The neighborhood with the amazing houses may not show the people within struggling with family issues, fighting depression, feeling a lack of purpose in their lives, hating themselves and others or their own lives. While the people in the beat-down houses, they may not have it all according to the world's standards, but within they appreciate it all. They love what they have. Their family is close and connected. They have meaning through the little, they found meaning through the little things in their, li- their lives. They feel purpose. They appreciate it all. The external can be deceiving, so we must work to go beyond form. 2 Corinthians 4.18, Paul urges us to focus not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The body, the shells, the forms and appearances of this world can be deceiving because they don't reveal what's within. They conceal. Just like your body, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. It's of the earth, a vehicle for your soul. And if you just focus on the body, then we miss going beyond and finding the soul within. And as we know, It is human nature to trust first appearances, to trust that if someone possesses what the world has, what the world puts on a pedestal, that they have it all figured out. They have their lives together. They have happiness, love, and success. We just trust that. Social media also goes to amplify this. It shows like the high, the highlight reels, the snapshots in time. It shows you at the end of the race. It shows you when you shot that deer. It shows you when you're on that vacation. It doesn't show all the work you had to go through, all the time you had to put in to get that. It, so it only shows the appearance. And it we, we show people what we think people want to see. We show people what we think people want to see and what we want others to see about ourselves. And I'm guilty as hell about this. I'm part of this problem. I show you the best of me. I don't show you those days when I overeat, when I tell myself I'm going to wake up at five and sleep until six, when I have a fight with someone I love, when I fail. And I'm working on opening up and sharing this because it's through authenticity and vulnerability that we grow stronger together. But I really do often show the best. I don't show you, I show you pictures of me with my abs when my muscles are pumped up, not when I'm at night after I had a big meal and my my gut's sticking out. I don't show you that part, but this creates a void in our lives and we continue to feel more disconnected from reality than ever before because we get so focused on the form and, and we get focused on what is seen. You know, someone takes 15 pictures while they're on vacation and they post one for the next 15 months It seems and appears like they are always on vacation, which leads to us overlooking what we have and thinking they have it all. Life is somewhere out there. We overlook where we're at. And something else that came up while I was putting this together and thinking about the external appearance of things was me with my body 
my self-image, my body image, and sharing this online. So I post pictures and videos where I look good, where I think I look good, you know? My abs are showing or my muscles are pumped up. And I didn't think about this consciously in the moment, but then in examining it a little more, it kind of hit me. It's like, if I post a picture with me with my abs, it looks like I have it all figured out. Like I have my life in order. Like I have, I'm some disciplined superhuman. And then if I were to ever post a picture without abs, it's like, who's this guy, right? Like he doesn't know what's, he, he, to me in my head, all of a sudden it's like, if I were to post a picture with no abs, then it's like people look at me differently. They look at you in a different way. However, it doesn't show what's going on internally. It doesn't show the battle I have with my binge eating. It doesn't show struggles with me and my body image, beating myself up if I'm not as lean as I want to be. It doesn't show me not feeling good about myself unless I look good in the mirror, which are all issues that I'm working to grow through, to work past. I don't know if they'll ever go away, but working to accept and have grace with myself but you trust what you see, and that's where it ends. You think, oh, he's got it all figured out all together because he has, he's got some muscles and some abs, you know? And it's just, we must work to go beyond this because it is, it can be so deceiving. It doesn't reveal, it conceals. And so I think I made the point clear that appearances are deceiving. They don't truly show what's going on within. So how do we go forth with this knowledge? What are we going to do about this? I think, first of all, we wake up. We walk in awareness of the fact that the external is concealing. We have to start paying more attention, not only to ourselves, but most importantly to other people. You see someone look like they have it all together. You don't know what's going on. You see someone who looks like they're broke with nothing to them. Again, you don't know what's going on within. And we can work to become the type of people who go beyond the form, who work to see someone's heart, someone's soul. But this takes evoking our own heart, becoming more aware with our own pain, our own insecurities, our own vulnerabilities, and being our authentic selves. It takes going beyond the form, looking in the mirror, and just working to accept ourselves. And this is a struggle for me. You know, I get tied up with my self-image. What are people going to think about me? I want to appear like someone who has everything in order. All the chaos is under control when it just isn't true at all. It just leads to more disconnection to other people and reality when we try to put up some front. And as I continue to go within and shine this light on my own demons, I become in a healthy way, more comfortable with my darkness. And I know a bit more about myself. Carl Jung said, I'd rather be whole than good. You know, when you just focus on the good and just focus on the light, it's blinding. It's, it's also self-delusion because it's integrating that darkness, becoming aware of our own demons, our own struggles within when we're able to become whole. And in being whole, that's where you find harmony and unity. So I'm working to go beyond the form, look into my own heart, which makes it easier for me to do that with you. I can meet you and see your heart when I'm able to find my own heart, when I first go within, because if you don't go within, you go without. And you look at someone who's overweight, and the first thing we do is judge, but we can work to find their heart. Maybe they found comfort in food because their home life was hell. You just never know what's going on. And you see someone who's super confident or comes off super confident, and again, we're like, man... They, they just, 
by nature, they're super confident. They, they have it all together, but it's like, maybe that took years of them working on themselves and building that confidence because of how insecure they were in the past. There is always another side to the coin. You see someone who's shy, it's like, you just judge, we judge by first appearance, they're shy, and there's probably nothing to them. It's like, once you get to know a shy person, then you really know, like, they, they're not shy at all. And so we must work to go beyond. Everything is double-edged, but it takes paying attention. And honestly, it's studying people. How did they get to this point? Or why have they gotten to this point? Not just meeting at face value, working to go beyond. And in studying ourselves in our own darkness, we can become more understanding of others. The more you see, the more you know. As you continue to wake up, pay attention, work to understand more, it's like, I don't have to judge you as much, or I don't have to judge you. Maybe that initial judgment's still there, but you can work to understand quicker. That second reaction is, okay, I can understand. Maybe someone just acted out. Someone just got really ticked off about something. Okay, what what was the buildup of this? Instead of just judging, man, they're an angry person. Why did that happen? What caused this in their lives, that they are like this or that this is happening? And the less judgmental and more understanding we become, the more at peace we will find ourselves. Because this constant judgment, if, I, if I'm judging every, everybody else, then I probably take that assumption that everyone else is constantly judging me. And that's a pretty darn, that's not a fun world to live in. And so as we continue to work past this judgment, and it helps not only help, it helps us, it's when we start go within. When I can stop judging myself, when I can work to evoke my own heart, when I can accept myself where I'm at, then I no longer have to be so judgmental to you. Because all it is, that judgment of others, is a reflection of our judgment of ourselves, the tyrant within. And when we accept ourselves and others, we're able to meet reality where it is, not where we want it to be or how we think it should be. And this evokes the heart. You're in touch. There's no longer that disconnection. And life over time is learning this. At a young age, all a person is focused on is looking their best, finding the best-looking partner, driving the best-looking car. We get focused and caught up in our self-image, our appearance, our status, making ourselves look big. However, in my experience, especially learning and growing from people who are much older, they begin to look beyond that. They go beyond the form and discover what truly matters. Life cuts away. Life, life will humble you, and it reveals to you what truly matters. Paul says, I don't know what verse it is, I want your love to over I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding for I want you to understand what truly matters. That's the thing there's so many distractions in this life. We get caught up with the distractions of the world which are nothing but forms. So we must work to see not what is un, not what is seen. We must work to focus on not what is seen but what is unseen because that's what truly matters. The shift goes from that, from focusing on what is seen to what is unseen. And knowing all this, it's working to let go of our false self, our judgment, our ego, and our honestly our need to appear perfect and meet people with our true selves, our hearts, and realizing we have no idea what's going on inside anybody else. We can put all this weight on ourselves. We can work to build others up, ask them genuine questions about how they are doing, encourage them. 
help be more of a stepping stone or even a stumbling block for them. I like this because asking questions stirs something up in someone. It makes them maybe question their beliefs in a healthy way. And if we can be a stumbling stone, you know, it might trip them up a little bit, but that stumbling stone can be a stepping stone for them. But that's us taking genuine interest in other people. And the price, though, that we're going to pay for paying attention is discomfort of the truth, but the truth will set us free. It's meeting reality where it is. That will evoke your heart. That leads to your compassion. And compassion means to suffer with. It says that we all are our own part. Just as the finger is a part, the toe is a part, the knee is a part. It's all a part, however, of this one body. When I hurt you, I hurt myself. When I love you, I love myself. And something as well that I wanted to struggle with, I have firsthand experience with this in my own life where to the world, it seems like one big happy family. Everything's going great. Everything's smooth sailing. But you don't know what's happening on the inside. You don't know what's happening in the darkness. And so I have, it's firsthand experience where I've had this in my life. And so I guess maybe that has helped me to be a more aware and pay attention to that externally. Um, but it's, it's, it's just, and knowing this, we, we don't have to judge based off what we see. We can work to go beyond. And I just wanted to end with a, a verse from 1 Peter 3, 4. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes, which I struggle with all the time. Like I find, I think, oh, if I look good, then that's a reflection of me. That's, I try to find beauty in the outward things, wearing nice things, looking good, being cleaned up, you know, all these things. But instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Because what is unseen, what is seen is fading away. Your body's going to die. Your body's going to go. You're slowly fading away. But what remains eternal is your soul. So let us focusing let us focus on what remains eternal. Work to find our soul and our heart within, and work to find that in others. You know, next time you see someone, instead of judging them, find their heart, meet them where they are, and take genuine interest in them. It's not easy work. It's humbling work because it takes it takes letting go of ourselves. It takes letting go of focusing on Sam, Sam, Sam all the time. And next time I go to the gas station, it takes me looking at that person at the cash register and just meeting them where they are in their lives without judgment. And when I can see myself in them and them in me, then that's how we get, that's how we find Jesus' face in everyone. That's how we find God in everyone and in everything. It's not easy at all. It takes work, but it's, it's practical. We can apply this to each and every human we come across in each and every moment. We can work to study people, to pay attention, to wake up, to not focus on what is seen, but focus on what is unseen. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you guys are having a good one. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. Let me know what thoughts are. Um, I appreciate it. Keep living and loving. Keep sharpening that iron.